Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. Hello, listeners. Before we start here, let me give you a tip that's going to help make the coming holidays a little bit more merry. Nighttime is fully stocked up on shirts, hoodies, mugs, and everything else you're going to need to put a smile on the face of the nighttime listener on your Christmas list. There's a variety of styles, colors, and designs to choose from, with more being added all the time. In fact, I just added two new versions of the classic I Love Chicky McPhee shirt, and any profit from these will be donated in Chicky's honor. To browse the selection of nighttime apparel, go to nighttimepodcast.com and click on the store. Now, let's get to the episode. You are tuned to the Nighttime Podcast, focused on the fringe of Canada. I want to start by saying that the last episode, the one covering Chickie McPhee, was easily among my most enjoyable to produce. After releasing the episode, I've been hit by tidal waves of messages from the many people who wanted to share their memories of Chicky's performances with me. Not only was it a massive pleasure to hear their stories, it was, quite honestly, a bit of a relief. See, it's not every day that a podcast chooses to cover small-town karaoke singers from the 1980s. And I'm glad to say it's possible, I guess so long as they can perform like Chicky McPhee. Perhaps it's just to please my own enjoyment of Chicky McPhee, but we aren't done just yet. I figure if you're going to cover a case, you do it right. And tonight, our dive into Chicky McPhee's story will get ever so slightly deeper. Here's what I'm thinking. In the past episode, we heard Chicky's little brother Rich talk about his memories of Chick and Chick's fame. But I wanted to give a slightly different view of Chicky. And the choice on who I needed to turn to to do it was easy. Nearly everyone close to Chicky that I spoke with told me about his two best friends, Dorothy and Paul. Their relationship with Chicky has been described as being as close as family. In fact, even Chicky's brother Rich referred me to Dorothy and Paul. Unfortunately, like many others, Dorothy and Paul love to talk about Chicky. So that's what we're going to do tonight. So let's get to it. Tonight, in this episode of Nighttime, I'll be joined by one of Chicky's best friends, Dorothy. And our topic is Cape Breton's wild thing, Chicky McPhee. Hello. Hi, Dorothy. How are you doing? It's Jordan. Well, I'm just in the middle of feeding the baby. Hold on a second. Yeah, sure. Sorry about that. No problem. I don't mind calling you back if you're in the middle of something there. Oh, no. My daughter took her. I was just feeding the baby. That's all right. Oh, this is a grand grandchild? Grandchild, yes. Oh, yes. they keep you busy, right? 
Oh, for sure, definitely. Yeah. Where are you at? In Halifax? Yeah, I'm in Halifax. I'm from Sydney, but I've been living in Halifax for probably 10 years now. Oh, okay. What did you say your last name was, Jordan? Last name is Bonaparte. So if, if you know my family, you'd probably know my dad. I'm going to skip ahead a few minutes into the interview. At this point, Dorothy and I engaged in every small town's most trusted form of vetting. What's your dad's name? Where did you grow up? That sort of thing. Unfortunately, Dorothy and I were able to make the necessary connections, and our talk was able to continue, knowing that we're amongst trusted Cape Bretoners. So let's get back to it. I grew up down by Wentworth Park all my life for 20, 21 years, and then we moved yeah. up to Kite's Hill and we got married, right? But okay, I um, got right across the street from Chicky. Nice. Yeah, um, so well, my husband's from Grand Lake Road, I was like, so like I said, he went to school with Chicky since we were kids, right? All right, well, let's, let's get into it. So why don't, first of all, why don't you introduce yourself and just tell me kind of how how you became connected with Chicky McPhee? So, yeah, so I first met Chicky, like you said, when I started going with my husband. Uh, he played, we all played ball, Chicky played ball for the old Sydney pub and District 19 and that. And um, that's when uh, I got to meet Chicky and Richard and all them and then we all hung around together, right? Chicky was like one of our, one of the type of guys that... He, everybody looked out for him. He'd be loaded and he'd pass out, but he he never had to work because everybody made sure he got home and everybody, you know what I mean? He was the life of the yeah. party. Yeah, and when was it where you would have met him? Are we talking like the 70s? 83 is when I met him, yeah. And that wouldn't have been long before the time that he became well-known for being, you know, the wild thing, Chicky McPhee. Do, do you remember him getting into karaoke? Like, do you know how that happened? Yeah, uh, down the old Sydney pub. He, he got up one night, he was drunk, and he started saying, wow, things, and then we took off from there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and yeah. you would have been with him for some of these performances. Oh, God, yes. We would never miss Chicky when he was performing. And, his, and then when he, when he first started, and then uh, when he started going all over the place, no, we didn't go everywhere, but we used to go yeah. to the old Sydney pub and, and the Bonnie Prince to, to watch him. And how often was it that, that he was doing these performances? Whenever they had lip sync and whenever they could find him. Yeah, but then after that, he became, when everybody got all his T-shirts, then he got right into what, like, he was a celebrity. He never missed it, right? Yeah. um, Yeah, he was was the icon around here. Oh, yeah. And I remember seeing, when I was a kid, I remember seeing so many people, like my dad and his friends with the I Love Chicky shirts. And I guess I, like, of course, as a kid, I didn't realize that it was this unique local phenomenon. I just assumed Chicky McPhee was a celebrity around the world for singing oh. Wild Thing. In fact, I think he thought, I thought he probably wrote the song. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, what about, well, tell me. Kid, you didn't know. No, that's right. Well, tell me about his time as a celebrity. Like, what was, what would his life had been like you know, at the at the height of his celebrity, let's say. So probably we're talking late 80s. Like, how did the celebrity affect Chicky? And what kind of reactions did people, you know, you know give what? him when they saw didn't him? Check, didn't do anything different. He just yeah. was the same. He just enjoyed it when he was drinking. And um, he'd go out and he'd do and his partying. And he'd just do it as a regular routine thing. It never changed him one bit. Yeah, probably got him some free drinks, I guess. Well, free drinks and that. And Steve Batherson, what's Steve karaoke? Wasn't that Steve's? Yeah, Stevie's Jamboree. Stevie's Jamboree, yes. 
Yeah, I used to pick him up and take him everywhere cause, because he wouldn't have ever ran otherwise, right? Because unless it was locally or whatever. Yeah, and he, like, uh, as Rich explained, Chicky, like, he didn't have any money or, like, a, no. a, a, a regular employment or anything. So when you say no. everyone looked after him, like, it it seems like people are describing almost someone on the cusp of, like, homelessness. Is that the the way it was? Like, Chicky was just... No. No, he was he was just getting by. Like he had a really nice home. Like that was his father's home that was left to him. Yeah. And well, him and Richard, but Richard lived like, like he was chicky. Always lived with his father, but mm-hmm. he got a check, which wasn't much. But he everybody looked after him. Like when he went out, everybody bought him liquor, and and he always had his own money. But um, far as groceries and stuff like that, um. No, he always had food, and he always, but yeah. he just did, had the basics. But you know what I mean. He always got by, and everybody up here, like all his buddies that went uh, hunting every year up at uh, in Waikagama, always took him up, and he uh, stayed up there most of the winter. And he'd be the cook, like through hunting season, huh. he did all the cooking, and they fed him and did everything for him. Same with us. We always sent him over. I don't know extra groceries we had or. Or you know what I mean, deer meat, or we always looked after chicken. Same with Christmas, always made sure he was well looked after at Christmas. I remember one yeah. Christmas Eve, my daughter had a tree in her bedroom, and I said to Chicky, "Chicky, you got your tree up?" No, he said I didn't put one up this year. She was only probably about ten years old, or Jenna maybe twelve, I don't know. And they unplugged her. She unplugged her tree in the bedroom. It was all lights and everything, and her and my husband walked across the four-lane highway. He wasn't home. He They went in, plugged it, put gifts under the tree, and Chickie came home oh. to that. We wow. always yeah. What do you think it was about Chickie that made so many people willing to you know, help him out the way they way you all have? Because he was such a caring person. He had a heart of gold, and he'd do anything for anybody. Yeah, he'd do anything for anybody. He was just such a great person. Yeah, and... and- yeah, and, and so much of the talk about Chicky's life focuses on his, you know, his drinking, partying, and the karaoke. Other than baseball, like what kind of things was he into outside of, you know, the the wild nightlife that he had? Like, what? How did Chicky spend his time? Chicky was an amazing hockey player. Mm-hmm. He was. He was every sport he excelled at. Every sport he was in, he excelled at. He was. Paul, he was an amazing hockey player too. Chicky wasn't he? When he was younger, though, he was, yeah, Paul said, and he was into ball. And what else did he, he loved playing darts, and he loved darts, bowling. He was into bowling, he was into darts, he was into um, anything, like anything with hunting, fishing. Um, he liked, he loved the outdoor life, like I said, when he was up the, uh, the cabin up Waikagama. Um, he'd be on the, you know, their four-wheelers, he'd be out in the woods hiking, he'd be that's what he loved and he always came up to yeah. our cabin too up in Mull River but it seems like ultimately like everything he was into had a social aspect where it was him and his friends like he must have just been really comfortable being you know with other people oh god he's always with people always As far as the drinking in that aspect, like one thing I'm curious about is if if that side of him was was damaging. Like, do you th- like did Chicky think he had a drinking problem to the point that like he would he should get help or something? Like, how bad was his well, drinking? Everybody tried to, well, I don't know if everybody really tried to help him, like, but it was just um, everybody ran him like his father was always a bad alcoholic. Mm. And he gave it up for years, and then 
I like to do some drinks. Maybe everybody used to come to some drinks. So I don't know if he ever tried to get help. They just... But he didn't drink all the time. Like, he wasn't drinking all the time, but it's just when he drank, he'd go on a bender for days. You know what I mean? Um, Rich yeah. had told me a bit about later in life, Chicky, having, you know, these health problems. He had hurt his head and, and eventually got, you know, got uh, had cancer in, in later in life. But what was, like, how did Chicky change as he aged like when he fell out of the public eye and was no longer known as you know the chicky mcphee the wild thing doing karaoke what do you remember about his his later life as he aged well he didn't change much he just did the same things but just he said when he fell out of the yeah he had more injuries than you could even you wouldn't believe it he was lit on fire once play as a joke it was a wasn't a funny joke, and uh, that doesn't sound it. Not, no, but yeah, no. He, and then he had more broken fingers from oh my Jesus, and he'd never go in the hospital and get them fixed or get them checked. And he had broken ribs, and he'd never get them checked. And he just he had more broken parts on his body. His nose was broken; that was crooked. He never ever got that fixed. Oh man, he'd never go to the hospital. Like he was just. Chicky. Yeah. Broke his wrist, never got that check. They say like a like just riding until the wheels fell off. That's kind of what he did. Exactly. Yeah. Riding it until the wheels fell off. That's Chicky. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, God love him. But yeah. But he certainly like celebrated today. When I released that that episode about Chicky with with his brother Rich, I've heard from so many people that from across the island or people who lived in Cape Breton that have been gone for thirty years but they remember Chicky. Like how do you think Chicky would feel? Feel about the legacy that he left behind, and people like me, you know, interested in him and talking about him. Like, what do you? How do you think he? I think he'd be some proud. I think he'd be some proud of that. Yeah, because he never thought he was nothing, and uh, he just thought, you know what I mean. He lived from day to day, just as, as like, you know what I mean. He knew he had lots of friends. I mean, geez, he had more friends than anybody, and uh, this, I think, would, it, 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 yeah. So I think it'd be some shock. Mm-hmm. Crowd. Yeah. Yeah. So what what I'd like to end with is why don't you tell me a bit of like your your favorite memories of times with Chicky or just like when you think back of your your good friend Chicky, like what are the moments in in life that you recall? Well, you know what? We were just talking about this. Well, Richard was up not that long ago, and it's funny because we always talk about the stories about Chicky. He was asking about the most memorable times with Chicky, <laughs> and this you had to know Chicky. Chicky was one that, like I said, a real a real gentleman when it came to women, right? Uh-huh. And he always called me pretty lady and always, um, anyhow, basically, like he was at our house all the time. So this night, I was known for dressing really good, okay? Uh-huh. Not, you know what I mean? Because I'm a fashion person, whatever. Love my clothes and everything. So the, every Christmas Eve, like I said, would be gone with family and whatever. When we come home, Chicky would always arrive at our house Christmas Eve. So this night I was at church and I come home and I had my earrings on and I had my makeup on. My hair was all done and everything and I was dressed, right? Mm-hmm. So when I come home, I slept in my nightdress because it was around probably 11 o'clock at night or closer, whatever. So I went and put this flannel at nightdress on. I still remember it. It was all quilted and it had like red bows, but it was it was like a, a quilted nightdress. And I had my earrings left on and I still had my makeup and I still was all dressed only for my <laughs> big night <laughs> anyways we were in the bar downstairs we had a bar so we were sitting me and my husband were sitting on the bar so here comes Chicky down the stairs so anyways Chicky comes in we're sitting there my husband goes up to the bathroom goes up to the bathroom so me and Chicky were sitting there having a drink 
And he says, Dorothy, he said, I honestly got to tell you, he said, that is the most ugliest dress I've ever seen on you. Well, I was in convulsion. I couldn't stop laughing. And for Chicky, because he never says nothing bad like that, mm-hmm. right? Never says anything bad. So I said, oh, my God, Chicky, it's not a dress. I said, it's my night dress. He said, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he said, thanks. He was language. Yeah. He said, I thought that was your night dress. At least he was honest. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, oh, my God, we laugh over that. We, we laugh over that. And I think for him to come out and say that, because he usually would never say that, but he knows I wouldn't be dressed like that. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you another one. Now, this was hilarious. This is the sober chick, okay? Good. Yeah. Um, I was in the house this day, and anyways, um, I it was at, or late at night, late, around 8 o'clock, and it was dark. So anyways, I go outside to let my dog out. I had this dog. It was right, a yappy dog, right? Mm. So anyhow, I went out, and I went to... Chicky was out catching night crawlers on her, getting night crawlers on, on her lawn, mm-hmm. and he had the flashlight <laughs> going around the lawn with the night crawlers. I hollered out the window for my dog Nipper. Nipper, get in here! Chicky booted across the street, and anyways, I didn't know, like you know what I mean. I didn't know that, so it was the next time Chicky come over. Um, Chicky said, "Jesus," he said, "I was over here getting night crawlers," and he said, "I took off across the street, told Paul Dorothy, come out screaming at me to get off the lawn." <laughs> Chicky, oh my God, when would I ever do that? I said, "I was hollering at Nipper." Oh Jesus, he said, "Thank God," he said, "I thought you were mad at me." I said, yeah, "I'm going to be mad, mad at you now for getting night crawlers now, Chick." <laughs> Anyways, uh, but like it's just like you know, he he, he was just. Um, uh, well, he was just like for the party. He was funny. He everything that he did. All the boys picked on him, and they'd pick him up and carry him, or they'd, uh, or, you know what I mean. They always picked on him. Like then, like I said, the boys looked after him. They he was well respected, even though you know what I mean. Yeah, it, it seems like um, it seems like he was just an amazing guy who loved life. And I think his karaoke and that side of his, like his infamy or fame or whatever you want to call it, it was just like the karaoke was a way for everybody outside of his inner circle to kind of get a taste of Chicky. And I, th- I think that's why yeah. people loved him so much. Like folks like my dad and stuff, they would have, they didn't know Chicky personally, but they got to see yeah. him on stage having an amazing time and. That was, I guess, was a little infectious because it's like one thing I've yeah. going into this. One thing I wanted to understand is like w- when you think of Chicky's story, he became so famous for like getting drunk and singing Wild Thing that it was broadcast. Oh, I know. Like it was broadcast on TV. And that's, you know, that's pretty unique. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, the sober Chicky would never do that. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, it's two totally different people. Yeah. Why? Like, yeah. Two totally- as far as the drinking, do you, do you know, like, I wonder why that was so um why he was so into that was it, you said his parents drank a lot like he was maybe just raised amongst that or was he maybe so shy and Yeah, he was raised. I think he was raised amongst that. And I think too like all his buddies, the hockey buddies and the and the game, the baseball, like everybody from Grand Lake, they all drank, but Chicky was a bachelor all his life, so mm. Um, I think that was, I mean, he had girlfriends and everything when he was younger, but then liquor took over. Mm-hmm. And I think that was an escape for him when he went out to let loose. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it was maybe more than anything. maybe you say he was so, sh- like everybody has really said he's really shy and quiet if he's not drinking. Yeah. So maybe the alcohol, yeah. like I'm sure a lot of people use it as like a social crutch yes. or whatever. So Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it got to the point that once he started, like he, he'd go for days because he didn't have money, didn't have liquor. 
but then the minute he'd have money, he would, he would drink till he had no money left. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but he'd walk the streets. He'd leave Grand Lake Road, and you don't know where you'd see him when he's sober. He'd walk from here down to Timbuktu, like he was always walking. Yeah, walking Walter is what Rich told me. They... Walking Walter, exactly. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've uh, le- in all this, I've learned quite a bit about him over the last uh, the last few days. So. I want to thank you for sticking with me during this two-part exploration of one of my childhood heroes. Chickie McPhee is truly a legend. And with that, I'll end this episode of Nighttime. But before we part, I'm going to give thanks. First of all, a massive thank you goes out to our guest, Dorothy. Dorothy, I can't thank you enough for telling me about your wild friend, Chickie. And then, of course, a huge thank you goes out to everyone listening. Without your interest and your support, nighttime simply wouldn't be possible. But let me also say that the battle to keep nighttime on the karaoke stage is an uphill one, and I hope you're out there in the bar cheering me on. If you want to keep this show singing, please subscribe to the premium feed. Not only does it make the show possible, it'll give you more of each topic than you're going to find here on the free feed. You can subscribe to the premium feed at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And since I brought up the premium feed, let me thank the newest subscribers. Samantha, Dave, and Danielle, I thank you for your generous support. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show but can't help financially, you can keep Canada weird by simply sharing the episodes across social media. And if anyone out there has any story ideas or wants to give feedback on the show, you can find me at nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. I'm also on social media. I use Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Use the handle at nighttimepod. Now, until next time, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and check out the Chickie McPhee performances I added to my YouTube channel. The links are in the episode description. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan Bonaparte. Well, he used to be at parties and he'd sit down and he'd sing, Oh, Walt McPhee, oh, Walt McPhee, ain't what he used to be, ain't what he used to be. But he'd sing it in that voice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ain't what he used to be. And he'd go on like that and everybody would crack up, right? Yeah. But um, oh yeah, no, it's just—he's um, a legend. There's no, there's no other way to say it, I guess. No, he's God love him. Yes, we miss him so much.